Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 124. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Steven. This week, I'm joined by the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven, with a PH and an E. Uh, thanks for joining us, Steve. Yeah, what up? And joining us after a long road trip across the province of Ontario, the man, the myth, the legend, Brett. Yo, what's up, everybody? Thanks for coming. Oh, yeah. Are you all right? You crashed your car, <laughs> didn't you? Wait, you got in a car crash? Yeah, I got in a car accident. What? When? On my trip to Thunder Bay. Damn. What happened? Uh, I hit black ice, slid out of control, and landed in a ditch. Jeez. <clears throat> so everything is everything good? Right? Yeah. I'm alive, the passenger's alive, and my car is drivable. Well, that's go. that's but I, good I gotta outcome, take it in for I gotta take it in for repairs, so hmm. it's like you didn't even but, get in uh, a car crash anyways. No. Did you no, have winter tires on? Yes I did. Oh damn. So winter <laughs> tires, I just wanna shout out to winter tires. They're bullshit. <laughs> so uh, Ice funny. is ice, dog. Ice is ice. That's what I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. Yeah. All right, the CanadianGameDevs.com yeah, pod. Oh, oh, we're still coming back to this. No. Go ahead. No, no. No, I'm done. Were we, were we, screw we you, winter. On, on winter tires. <laughs> winter. Yeah, screw you, winter tires. All the commercials are bull. Who like, who says walnut technology really works on ice? Come on now. I think it's That's just a big rant. play from Big Tire. Yeah, man, it's a big play on Big Tire. You can't beat ice. Like, <laughs> you, you can't beat ice. You can't. Ice wins. It's it's overpowered. It's an OP stat from Mother Nature is ice. It's pretty strong. It's a presence. It's too strong. Just think of like remember like when they say like you, when you buy like work boots, they're like oh anti-slip technology. Mm. Bullshit. Oh yeah, I had that shit when I worked in the kitchen. It was it was yeah awful. man. You still slip, mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. There's no such thing. No, that's fair. So it's all bull. It's, it's not all like bull. it's not like the tires are made of fire that just melt the ice as you're mm-hmm. driving. Yo, you something. think we'd have that technology by now? That'd be cool. That's what the military probably uses. <laughs> or, like, we should just have the technology where the roads <laughs> melt the snow. Like, come on now, Canada. They're working on uh, um, roads that are solar panels, so you can make that, like, a feature are, of that. Those are bull. Those are bull, too. Oh, man, I will say, though, man. When, when you get out of the shower and you have, like, a nice warm towel, like a towel towel heater, that shit is, is lit. That's, like, the that's the dream right there. That's the tech we need in our tires? Well, that's just yeah. what... I just thought of that when Brett mentioned the, the roads <laughs> heating up the, the snow or whatever. All right, that's all right. We can just go on. Move on. Okay. Uh, com <laughs> is, of course, supported by lovely Patreons over on patreon.com slash devs. Go back us if you want this show two days early, special access to a exclusive channel on our Discord, and our undying gratitude. Um, we're going to start with events, as we do. Uh, Brett, what's going on with Game Dev Drinks, the Christmas party demo night? I don't even know, man. I was mm. talking out to some people, and like they don't even know what's going on. Everyone's very confused by it, so I'm not talking about it right now. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'll also <laughs> plug <laughs> uh, XP Games Summit, uh, which is a couple months away. It's in April 2020, uh, April 8th to 9th. XP Games Summit. Uh, you can find the uh, st- um, information at XP Game Summit. Or no, it's xpsummit.ca, and we also posted it on our site. And tickets are now live. And we had a couple of people on Twitter asking us about tickets because I made the mistake of tweeting out Toronto's own GDC like event. And whenever you compare something to the GDC, everyone goes, "Oh my God, it's going to be thousands of dollars, and no one's going to be able to go." Um, but we have confirmation: full weekend passes. 
with fees and uh, tax is a little under 300 Canadian. So that's two days of um, speakers, workshops, um, business to business, networking, stuff like that. And if you just want to go to the show floor, which is where all the demos are and some of the you know mixers, that's 40 Canadian uh, for the <coughs> weekend. So yeah, check that out. Uh, the link's on our site. Um, we might be there in some capacity. We're not sure yet. We're still talking to the organizers. Would either Patreons get a discount, don't they? Patreons might get a discount. We're we're working on a, a code. Yeah. Yeah. Are either of you planning on going to XP Game Summit if you can? Uh, if I can, yeah. Have you read? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I just heard about it now. I'm like, what XP Summit? I'll go if people want me to go. I want you to go. Bro. I want you. I want you to go. Yeah. All right. I'll go because where is it? It's uh, downtown Toronto. Mm, okay. If people want me to go and they want my hot take, I'll go. So put that as a poll. Do you want Brett at the XP Summit? Yes. Yes or no? Okay. We'll pull that. Get that uh, out on Twitter. That's it for <laughs> uh, events I've got. Anything else uh, you guys want to plug? Uh, no. Christmas Christmas is going on. Uh, it's true. I don't have anything. I'm looking up now the Toronto Raptors schedule to see when Brett and I are going to hang out to watch the Spurs and Raptors, but that's it. So if you want to watch basketball with Steve and Brett, <laughs> hit up Steve on Twitter or Brett. Uh, now we're going to move on to the news. It is a lot. Gentlemen, there were three or four different live streams this week. So many things got announced. This is probably the most news I've ever looked at on a screen while we're recording this podcast. Uh, so I guess we'll just jump in it. This week there was a Nintendo Indie World Showcase. There was a PlayStation State of Play live stream. And there was the Game Awards. Uh in chronological order, I guess we'll start at the top. Um, oh, and even before all of that, on Monday, forgetting those announcements, they announced a new Bioshock Games in development, and part of the development team is based in Montreal. Uh, so 2K issued a press release uh, saying that their new studio called Cloud Chamber, it's got a cool little logo I like, are working on the next game in the Bioshock franchise. The team is split between Novato, California, and Montreal, Quebec. Uh both studios are hiring if you're in either of those locations and listening to this. 2K's press release said, quote, a collective of storytellers eager to push the front lines of interactive entertainment by making unique, entertaining, and thoughtful experiences that engage the world. Cloud Chamber will build its team across San Francisco Bay Area headquarters, as well as in Montreal, Quebec, which marks the first ever Canadian office for a 2K studio. Fun fact. Uh, apparently, the studio has been operational for two or three years now, just no one noticed. I mean, Jason Schreier from Kotaku made a joke about how you can just announce after three years working on a game that, like, you're working on it. But yeah, I guess this flew under the radar. Um, and it's been in work since at least 2015, according to Kotaku. So, the Bioshock game? The really? Bioshock game, yeah. And these, like, teams. Oh. Yeah, which is, like, oh. this just, they decided to issue a press release, so now it's news, I guess. Um, but they didn't show any, like... I, I was under the impression that this was really early on, and so we're not... No, apparently they've been working on time. it for almost four years now. Three to four. So I guess so we'll was Bioshock E3. Imprint. Bioshock yeah. 1 was 2007? Seven so long ago. Yeah. yeah, and uh, 2 was... 2 came out when like every game forced a multiplayer mode in, and it sucked. Mm. But... And then Infinite, of the course. The game itself was good, though. Bioshock 2 was really, really good. It was. But I, it was But tight. I feel like it has this... Yeah, it just has this, like, really bad stigma to it because it had, like, a really subpar multiplayer. And you're right. 
every game back then had to have like a multiplayer component. Like Dead oh, Space man. or Dead Space Two had a like a competitive multiplayer. Arkham Origins. Yeah. Do you guys remember the Batman multiplayer <laughs> going where like a bunch of people are Joker characters running around and then there was like the, <laughs> the Batman and Robin. It was so bad. It was so bad. Oh, wasn't that like Gotham City imposter? No, no. Or? There was a multiplayer mode in Batman Arkham Origins, the WB oh. Arkham game. Yeah, you've already forgot about it because it was so bad. <laughs> I never played that one, so I, I didn't know. But that's fine. Um, I didn't, and I didn't like Infinite. So I hope this is more, like, um, more kind of Bioshock One and Two. Well, they confirmed that if, if, Ken Levine is not involved whatsoever. He has his new studio, Ghost Story Games. They're working <laughs> on something else. But they did confirm mm-hmm. um, some of the lead artists and designers on the first Bioshock have returned for this one. Uh, cool. So that's happening any any imp- thoughts new bioshock game you like it i haven't played bioshock since that infinite one came out mm-hmm. that's the last yeah. one i played and i bought the collector's edition of it because that's back when i used to waste my money um mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed that game it was a lot of fun i thought it was fun i don't know i think people hated that game too for some well, reason well it shut down <laughs> the studio so <laughs> 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 I, but I enjoyed the game. Like I don't. Sorry to the studio. R.I.P. It was a good game. It was gorgeous. But, uh, yeah, and it was fun to play. It was, yeah, I like the world that they built with that one. But uh, and I like the mechanic too with the whole jumping on the rails and stuff, mm-hmm. like railing around and stuff. I really enjoyed that. So yeah, that was a, that was a fun game. So I look for because I, I never played uh, the first Bioshock either one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, oh really? Yeah, because like I just wasn't I I don't know why I was I wasn't playing those games at that time because I was kind of in a first person like funk. I was like I'm so tired of all this. Yeah, um, yeah sure. So then like when Infinite came around, I was like, yeah, all right, I'll jump on. I like this mechanic because like that was the thing too. Like the Bioshock mechanic looked neat to me because the whole uh, uh, what was it where you could like stab yourself and gain your the powers plasmids. like the yeah yeah yeah. I really liked that whole mechanic so. I thought that was cool in Infinite as well, because it was kind of like that. Yeah, it was in Infinite, right? Yeah. Yeah, Infinite, yeah, it was tonics. Yeah. You, like, drank them instead yeah, of stabbing yeah, yeah. them. And they actually yeah, explore yeah. that in the DLC, because, like, in uh, the uh, Burlet Sea expansion, like, one of the scientists mm. in um, Columbia is, like, using tears to, like, steal stuff from Rapture. And one of the, like, yeah. the plans he steals is, like, the, the plasmid thing, and that, like, the Columbia's version of it, the tonics, is, yeah. is a cool little DLC. It was a good storyline. It was fun. I like that whole like dystopian future future kind of idea of like like this whole like the presidents and all that. Like it was just like a weird future. I kind of liked it. Um, so yeah, I I would I'm would I'm looking forward to see what the new BioShock is because I want to see like what the world is mm-hmm. like what the, where they're building off of because like is it going to be uh, yeah I kind of want to see if they're going to build off of the whole Columbia stuff mm-hmm. like where they're going to go with it or if they're just going to be like yeah it's a whole new world and ip like like a new new place to explore that'd be kind of cool too i hope they go so like i hope they go totally new because i think like the too. end of irrational really wrapped up the whole rapture or the yeah. end of uh, yeah bioshock infinite sorry wrapped up the whole little trilogy there nicely yeah give me a bioshock in caveman times hello there we go money <laughs> Uh, maybe <laughs> don't money. <laughs> I just made I just made Bioshock money right there. They could do time You're travel or Bioshock. something. They do time travel. Go play, go play Far Cry Primal, bro. Yeah, they made a nah, whole that's, whole game that's for you about that. Oh, okay. Literally, is a waste time. <laughs> uh, so that's it for um non. Yo, that'd be cool though. 
that'd be cool doing the riffs like if you could be a rift guy yeah you could jump through times and stuff in bioshock and then you go hit up some caveman shit that'd be tight well they kind of did that in the burial at sea dlc because you go back and forth from rapture and um columbia different times you know what i think we just made bioshock money i think bioshock Bioshock money they they, they better scratch their five-year plan that they've been working on and Mm -hmm. listen to this episode (laughs) be like yo this is the one okay (laughs) I doubt they will, but if they do, we'll have this recorded to say we were right. Um, Now I'm going to get into all the news that came from live streams this week. So the first was the Indie World Showcase, where we learned that Dauntless is now available on Switch. And Steve, in all caps, in our Discord, was like, finally. um, I was so so happy. (laughs) So, wait... I'm, I, I, again, I'm, I'm mixing up all the shows and stuff. Did nothing Canadian get related uh, announced during the PlayStation one? Oh, yeah, that was first. So, right? But yeah. no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Anyways, um, I didn't get. I, I had a super busy week this week. I didn't get a chance to play many games. And <clears throat> I downloaded Dauntless. Uh, I, I went into the hub world, and it was super slow. And I was like, well, this sucks. And then I remember that on PS4, it's also super slow. Mm-hmm. And uh, people were online, I saw people online saying, like, it's just like the consoles where the hub world is, like, really slow and chuggy. But once you get in the game, it's, like, smooth and stuff. So I haven't had a chance to play it. I will. I plan on doing that tonight, though. So Dauntless on Switch. Give it a download. Uh, I'm excited. The other Canadian announcement from the Nintendo Indie World Showcase was that Boyfriend Dungeon from Kit Fox Games is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, previously confirmed for uh, PC. Uh, they also gave a tentative 2020 release date. Uh, if you don't know, this is a big Kickstarter success from two years ago now, I think, uh, from Montreal-based indie studio and publisher Kifox Games. Uh, get ready to date your weapons at home or on the go when Boyfriend Dungeon moves its way into your heart in 2020. Uh, so you can add it to your... Or they have an eShop page now, but there's no wishlist feature. I think... No, wait, there is on the eShop on the console. Um, yeah. So you can actually mm-hmm. wishlist that, and it's still uh, on Steam, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, Checking this out. Give it a look. Uh, they had a very nice, um, um, the social media coordinator there at uh, Kit Fox was in the Indie World Showcase talking about the game and how they're happy to be working with Nintendo. And this uh, definitely feels like a good good game for the Switch. They flipped the Switch, Brett. Isn't that what we want? That's all I want. Lovely. Boyfriend Dungeon looks ridiculous. It's absurd. Uh, if you're not, if you don't know, it's like a top-down uh, action RPG um, kind of crawl through dungeons, and your weapons in the game have like human personalities, and then it's also a dating sim where like you can talk to your different weapons and like get to know them and maybe go out with them. Um, it's absurd. It was a massive Kickstarter success, and uh, <laughs> it gets a lot of attention every time it comes up on the indie Twitter scene. I thought it was already out, to be honest. <clears throat> I didn't realize it was still kind of, uh, still, like, giving a release date or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh... Like I, thought, I thought even on P- what I mean is I thought even on PC it was out. <laughs> on Steam, they, you can just say whatever you want for when it's releasing, and it says, planned release date, colon, whenever the weapons are beautiful enough. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, yeah, so add that to your wishlist on eShop, on Switch, or on Steam. Oh, you should play the jingle. I'll play jingle, right? Right. Wait. Let me find when this timestamp is. Right here. Yeah. Timestamp. Yeah. I'm doing this now. Twenty. Okay. okay. You didn't time. You didn't timestamp the last one. What? We didn't. No one said they were gonna <laughs> wishlist it. Did anyone actually no, wishlist it just now? Or no. The last episode there was uh, there was a game where we said we would wishlist something not during the official wishlisting. Oh, scene. fun story, Steve. You brought that up, and then I actually changed the audio file for when I posted it for everyone else. So just patrons missed the sound effect. 
Oh, our most dedicated of, of fans. <laughs> Didn't get the sound effect that Sebastian <laughs> crudely pulled off his hard drive and sent to us. Now you're getting a crappier product to, to patrons. What are you doing, bro? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, patrons are, <laughs> are most loyal because they'll understand that they're part yeah, of the process fair. of making this product better. That's fair. All right, that's it for the Nintendo Indie World Showcase announcements. Now, wait. Oh, I have another one that's not related to either of them, but... Uh, <laughs> Super Crush KO from Vertex Pop got its uh, release date coming to PC on Steam and Nintendo Switch January 16th, 2020. Uh, Toronto-based indie mm-hmm. studio Vertex Pop has made several games, uh, most notably of which my favorite was Graceful Explosion Machine back in 2015, uh, which is sort of a side-to-side action arcade game. And We Are Doomed, uh, which mm. I did not play, but looks very similar. Uh, Super Crush KO players have to fight their way through enemy robots to stop an AI apocalypse from destroying humanity and saved your kidnapped kitty in the process. Uh, chase high scores through a fast-paced combo action and compete against other players on online leaderboards to S-rank the over 20 levels. So this one, unlike uh, Graceful Explosion Machine, this is more of a traditional platformer action arcade game. Uh, you play as this um, this woman and she's got like a sword and a gun and you go through different levels with boss fights and stuff, uh, trying to chase mm-hmm. that action arcade high score. I'm stoked for this That's... game. Graceful Explosion Machine was was really pretty, really tight, really fun. I, liked it. I saw this trailer and I was like, I kind of want a little bit more stuff on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. looks, it doesn't look as chaotic as uh, Graceful Explosion Machine or um, We Are Doomed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe that was just in the trailer or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll be excited to check it out, but... When I when I first looked at it, I was like, "Ooh, I want a little more. I want some more enemies mm-hmm. here." You know what I mean? I feel like that might have been a deliberate decision because uh, I played a lot of uh, Graceful Explosion Machine undocked on the Switch, and mm-hmm. I feel like it, the simpler, cleaner you have just that smaller screen, the better it looks overall. Uh, but that might That's just right. be me. Mm-hmm. And this game is coming to PC too, so. So thoughts, Brett. <sighs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it just it looks like a whack ass version of a guacamole clone. But where guacamole is more of like a linear story, this is more of a like arcade action game where like <coughs> the levels You know what? Like no one plays games for leaderboards. So it's a weird feature and like the game looks nice. Mm-hmm. Like controls look like it's gonna be like a combination of everything in guacamole, but guacamole light. Like, is it going to be worth my 20 bucks? That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. It's funny. Like, the, I don't know. The, 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 I, one of the I, artists I'm on this on game, it. Gabby Durenzo, she actually works at Drinkbox now, which is, you say the similarities, that may be why. Oh, yeah. It's like, there's a lot of similarities to the guacamole art style, too, in this as well. So, I don't know. It looks like a guacamole clone. I like the pastels. It's, it's, it's a very pretty, like any screen in this game could mm-hmm. be a nice wallpaper, you know? Yeah. And I agree with Steve. Like, I want to see more variations in the the monsters right now. Like, it all looks the same. So, I don't know. I, eh, I'll watch someone else play it. All right. Uh, I emailed Vertex Pop, so we might be trying to get some codes to stream on our Twitch. So, hopefully. Uh, if not, of course, I'm probably just going to buy it. I really liked Graceful Explosion Machine. All right. Now we're done. With if you want, actually, if you want a good Vita game, you should try. You should look up We Are Doomed because it, it was actually a good. Uh, it, it felt right on on Vita, All right. which was the, I'll put the, it the on first the, game. I'll put it on my, my list. <laughs> add it to, I'll add it to your wish list. I'll play the sound effect right here. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, now we're gonna move on to everything that was announced at 
the Game Awards. And it was really convenient because Joff Keeley, the host, is from Canada, and he made a point every time there was like anything Canadian-related to like plug that it was Canadian, <laughs> which made mm-hmm. me taking notes a lot happier because I didn't have to Google the studio or game. Uh, I think we should start overall. Like, Did either of you watch the Game Awards? I watched it, yeah. Okay. I did not. Hmm. What'd you, what you? <clears throat> what was your overall impression, in a sentence, Steve? Uh, it was fine. I mean, I I don't put a lot of stock into these like any sort of game of the year or award shows for anything mm-hmm. really. Like, I don't care about the Oscars that much. I don't care about uh, whatever the, the Emmys. I don't like. They're just fun to watch. And would I watch the video game awards if they didn't announce like ten or twelve new games every single time? I I don't know. I probably wouldn't like be as tuned in mm. as I am. Um, but it's still like it's still fine to watch and like it's it's fun discussing the things. I know you were pretty like angry with the grindstone. Oh my god! Snub. They had <laughs> they had best mobile game and it was what the golf, an amazing, really fun uh, mobile mini golf game making fun of golf. They had grindstone from uh, Capybara and it's the perfect perfect mobile game. They had Sinar Wild Hearts. I wasn't a big fan of it. It's really pretty and it has a good soundtrack. Um, and and uh, what was the other one? Anyway, they had four games that were way more qualified for best mobile game of the year. And they gave it to Call of Duty Mobile. What a joke. I'm insulted. <laughs> I'm insulted. Uh, Call of Duty Mobile is actually all right. But That's what everyone keeps telling me when I complain about it, but I'm not going to change my mind. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it was, it was like, it was a fine ev- enough event. It's always, for me, it's always like the E3 thing where it's like you just get around or you go, you chat online with like your buddies and stuff like that. And you just kind of talk about it and f- and freak out mm-hmm. like when they uh when they announced uh, i feel like there was a couple of things that like maybe oh when they showed the xbox series x like that trumped every single thing at the show which is like weird like i don't even care what the game of the year is it's Sekiro. like i, I haven't even played it but they showed off the xbox series x which was mm-hmm. just like really cool and hellblade like i really liked the first one and, and so the fact that they're continuing that series is awesome too mm-hmm. like, that trumps everything about the video game awards, which like I don't know if is really that was like the point for Jeff uh, Keeley. Like I don't know if that's really what he wants, but I'm sure a lot of people are tuning in. Like I think there was like a million, like over a million viewers, like for this thing. So mm-hmm. it's obviously successful, but it's definitely like the award part of it is definitely the least interesting part of it. Hmm. Petition to call Xbox Series X just the sex box. I think that is a much better name. I mean that was the original like joke name for the Xbox way back in the day. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah, good old good old <laughs> X Bone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Bring it back. Uh I, I agree with a lot of what you said. And they kinda just it was just mainly it was like a little E three thing in December with like awards on the side. Mm-hmm. Like they would cut to Joff on the side and he would just announce like five winners in under a minute yeah. and then cut back to trailers. But like the big appeal for that and the the one thing I like to see is like bring the developers up, like let them have a moment uh, celebrating these years of hard work. So hold their trophy and, and give a little thanks speech. And, but they don't, it, it, cause it's not about that. It's about the trailers and, and hype for other games that'll win an award in two or three years or whatever. And that was kind of a bummer to me. Cause I really like it when the developers come up and it's indie developers always look like they're worn, torn, de- ragged and it's just they get this moment where they're on stage in a misfit suit trying to (laughs) say Mm -hmm. a speech i really like that i find it really endearing and it just yeah 
But I did have some hope because Disco Elysium won every single category it was nominated for, including Indie Game of the Year. And in their acceptance speech, they like thanked everyone at the studio, whatever. And then the one um, lady leaned in and she was like, and I want to thank uh, Karl Marx and Engels for our education. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, that was, that was I, funny. I don't know anything about Disco Elysium. I meant to like look it up. Like I, I don't know. It's on sale right now. About it. uh, it's it's a really I've, really well written classic RPG. Um, oh, it's coming to PS4 next year, so I, I won't play it on PC. There you go. Oh, it's an RPG. Yeah. Hold on, I'm taking a look. Are you gonna yeah, wishlist it? Should I, should, I, should I play the jingle? You gonna uh, wishlist it? Canadian, uh, but it's not it's Canadian. We don't need to. That's like, fair. Oh. It's, there's rules to the jingle. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think that's unfair, though. With all that said and all that... You know what? Play the jingle. I'm going to play it's it. It's on the wish list. <laughs> all right. Jing- play the jingle. jingle. This looks dope. It does, doesn't Yo, it? Yo, Canada. You know what? Shout out to Canadian devs, but take a note. Look at Disco Elysium. You want to get, <laughs> get on my wish list? <laughs> Do this. With all that said, there were some Canadian <laughs> announcements. Really good. It is. And there's a reason it won. I'm sorry. This looks really good. Like the graphics look great. Mm-hmm. Like the visuals alone are look like wow. It's hilarious too. Like it's genuinely very this? funny. A, a CU uh, hyphen something. Who, who made a British C? Oh no, that's a composer. They're uh, made anything else. ZA slash UN. ZA slash UN. Their only game. They they're refugees, I think, because they. Yo, shout out to the refugees. I think. Let me. Oh, wait, before we, before we like confirm that. I, I'm pretty sure they like came from another like poor European country, um, mm. and just arrived. The visuals on this game look really good. Yeah, it does. I want, I'm looking for some battles though. Wow. Where's like uh, is, is it RPG with traditional like turn-based battles or something like that, or is it? Yeah, I'm trying to find the battles too. I just see like talking and whatnot. Mm. Oh, here we go. What's this? Oh wait, maybe not. Accepting a quest. Refugees was 100% incorrect, but they are from Estonia, and then they came to the UK where they started making games. I don't know anything about Estonia. Estonia. That's a great question. He was originally born October 8th, 1984, uh, in the the Soviet (laughs) Union. (laughs) Nice. Oh, man. And you can kind of see that in the game, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely, like, heavy Soviet Soviet Russia vibes. Or, like that European Russia vibe in this a lot. I don't know. I think if you made it out of the Soviet Union in one piece, that's, that's not, that's impressive. You know what? He's Canadian in my books. All right. Honor, uh, honorary what? Canadian. <laughs> uh, honorary Canadian. He gets, he gets the wish list. Uh, with Wait, all is of it that, that said, you keep saying, is it one dude? Uh, no, uh, he lead Robert Curvit Curvitz Curvitz leads the studios at AUM, uh, which is about mm. four or five people, I think. Um, you know what? Yeah, because there was yeah there was like four or five on the on the stage or whatever. Like that woman, uh, there was like a woman who accepted the awards and, and spoke mostly, but then there were other people. The comrades. Yeah. All right, all right. We're gonna get <laughs> to the announcements. We're gonna get to the announcements. So, uh, London-based Digital Extremes announced that the new Warframe expansion Empyrean is now available on PC, coming soon to consoles. Uh, there are three new zones: Earth, Saturn, and Vale Proxima, uh, with a couple more in development. Uh, players team up to pilot a railjack, which is like the ships in the game. Uh, you have to kind of work together, like Sea of Thieves style, to load weapons, keep the f- vessel in tip-top shape, and, and you sail around and fly around, zoom around, and like take out other ships and board them and take their shit. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of like Sea of Thieves comes to Warframe. Uh, and yeah, it's available now. Um, 
they is intended for optima it's optimized for a cooperative experience uh, is what they say so definitely the game is balanced around full crews uh, that comes from the website so if you are solo you might want to wait because they say 2020 will bring enhanced solo capabilities to this expansion uh, so get together three buddies and give this a go i don't play warframe i know a couple people in our discord shout out to slin big warframe fans uh but have either of you tried warframe uh, uh no I've, I've dabbled in in here and there uh over the last couple of years and mm-hmm. it's 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 super uh daunting when you go in because there's just a lot of shit now that they've pumped into that game mm-hmm. and a lot of like premium currency stuff and and things to build and and like the map is like ridiculous like there's so many different places you can go to eventually and it's not uh <clears throat> it's like it can be very uh, intimidating when you kind of jump in but as soon as you kind of get in and get the groove it's pretty fun mm-hmm. but for me it, it was just uh it's a little shallow like it's kind of very rinse and repeat gameplay mm-hmm. it's destiny it's free to play destiny yeah except it, yeah, it gets to play compared now. to that oh yeah it's a good point yeah it gets compared to destiny too quite a bit just with like the lore and, and all that stuff um and comp- and like cooperative nature of it mm-hmm all right, next, fun, next announcement. Uh, this trailer was just fucking weird. Um, Sons of the Forest from a Vancouver-based indie studio End Night Games was announced. It's a sequel to 2014 survival horror sandbox game The Forest. Um, there's I scoured for information on this game. Their website's out of date. Um, their Twitter's just been retweeting people's impressions of the Game Awards. And mm. like their latest blog post is from when the Steam page for the first game came out so I'm, I'm struggling to find details on this game but from the trailer it looks like it is thematically very similar to the first game it's like a first person definitely horror uh, uh probably survival you have like a hatchet you chop stuff down you have weapons and stuff um and there's this one scene that everyone was making fun of on twitter <coughs> like uh, a couple seconds in where like this completely naked woman's like crawling on the dirt and then she gets up on a rock and like starts like air humping it and then glitches out and has like eight <laughs> arms and her head oh, starts yeah. like freaking out and i was like geez and at the very end like you're in this cave full of like weird things like that and you like point your flashlight up and then there's this guy who's like eye sockets and mouths is like skinned over and he like jumps at you and that's how it ends it's really freaky and uh if you want to go to our site check out the trailer uh, apparently there's more t- details coming next year. I did see in a reply to one tweet. Um, but yeah, other than that, I can't really find a lot of information about this game. So hopefully we get some more soon, but I didn't play the forest. It has a very positive reviews on steam and it also came to consoles. Hmm. So yeah, that's a, uh, that was pointed out in our discord, um, from, I think Cronius or, or maybe somebody else. Sorry if I got that wrong, but yeah, as a former visual effects artists in Vancouver, uh, founded their own studio. Now they're making games. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance is being developed by Toot Games over in Montreal. Great name for a studio. Uh, this is their second game after they developed Live Lock in 2016, which was a cooperative top-down shooter RPG. Uh, and this new game is officially licensed by Wizards of the Coasts, uh, and it's coming to consoles and PC in fall of 2020 you know what else is coming out fall 2020 steve and brett stardew valley 2 new consoles um new consoles bro so oh. i don't know if they're gonna tie try to tie this with that or it might just be a ps4 xbox one game right before the other ones come out or the new consoles come out but uh this trailer was mostly cg like i don't think any of that was in-game footage 
But you got your yeah. you got your D and D classes. You got your dwarves and your elves and orcs. What and a weird shit. trailer that was. The, the music <laughs> was not fitting. <laughs> was that just me? Or? It, it was just a very strange. Like it looked like EverQuest animations of just the like the camera looking at the characters running and stuff. It looked super. It was just like, what is this? And I don't know if that was intentional or whatever, just to make it look kind of classic and oldie or something. But hmm. uh, I don't know. It, it, like. I'll wait, obviously, to play it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, though, it's coming to PS4 right in the hype of all the new systems. Mm-hmm. So I don't know; it might it might just get buried. Especially like I would I wouldn't want to release an indie game during the fall, anyways. But during like new consoles, unless you're on one of those consoles, I don't know if that's yeah. really, hmm. that, that's going to be a tough sell. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it was it was an interesting trailer, and it's cool to see that franchise come back. So I'm pretty sure it's been like dormant for a while like i think there was a dark alliance like diablo type game i meant to look this up actually when i was I when i was stopped. researching this game it was uh dark alliance was a subtitle of a Baldur's gate game it was like Baldur's gate colon dark alliance and then dark alliance 2 i don't know if that was just a coincidence mm, uh, Baldur's gate is uh D stuff too though isn't it okay yeah so that might be related um and those were a while ago those were on like original xbox and stuff um yeah. But yeah, they're hiring several artists, programmers, and designers as they're ramping up production, and I link to their careers page on the site, so go read that. Just search Dungeons Dragons, Dark Alliance, Canadian Game Devs, you'll get a link to that. Or just Took Games, and they have it on their site, too. Um, yeah, so that was all no, the... Go to the, go to the site. Go to the site, though. Give us the views. Uh, <laughs> that was all the Canadian games I counted from the Game Awards. I might have missed a couple. I don't know. He did say Canadian every time something came up, so I think we're I think we're safe. But that yeah, was a lot. That's super useful, and, and big shout out to Jeff for always just kind of saying that. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> it's just like, like oh yeah, this is, these guys are from Canada too. A lot of people up in Canada. Well, like he's like, Canadian, right. so he, that's why he kept wanting to do it. Yeah, I think you should really reach out to him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, that was a lot. Get, get the get the Canadian game devs uh, indie game of the year next year. Oh, mm-hmm. we'll be there. Instead of the sub. Well, the subway game of the year. Well, I'll be there in, in yeah, Texas and stuff. I'd probably pick like Stardew Valley. It's not Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Brett. You keep chatting. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to make it Canadian. Honorary Canadian game. Also, you said Stardew Two Val- uh, Stardew Valley Two earlier. Are they, is he making a sequel? I know. Well, you know, you got to you got to be in the know to know. <laughs> I don't well, think he can, is. He just finished just the me? multiplayer patch for PC, and it's bringing it to consoles. So. I think, yeah, I think he's still heavily working busy. on Stardew Valley. I don't think there ever will be a sequel to Stardew Valley 2. It'll just keep adding to Stardew Valley 1 mm-hmm. until maybe he's like, you know what, let's do it in 3D, and then the game will suck. So <laughs> Doubtful. Um, That's my assumption. I feel like That's it's going to be a Shovel Knight situation where they just work on the same game for like eight years. Yeah, that could, that could be t- true. Oh, yeah, the new Shovel Knight DLC just came out, didn't it? And the little uh, fighting game, Showdown. Uh, they've said they're done with Shovel Knight, though. Like that was a, a really interesting another piece in Kotaku. Jason Schreier talked to the Yacht Club Games, and they're like, mm-hmm. "We didn't expect to be working on this game for more than like a year or two, and that was eight years ago. But now, <laughs> now we're officially done, like all the DLC and updates and Kickstarter stretch goals and all that. So now we mm-hmm. now we're working on a new project. So that's exciting. Mm. Um, yeah, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, that's it for all the news from this crazy week. I think it'll slow down Yay. as everyone goes on vacation. Yeah, it's Christmas time. Christmas time is here. But you know what that means? It's time what? for our new segment, Wish List This. Uh, inspired oh. by Brett and Steven's frequent wish, wish listing. Wish listing? Wish listing of games on the show. This new segment is where I, Steven Riley, highlight three upcoming Canadian main games that you all have to wish list 
or maybe wishlist at least one in Brett's case, but ideally all of them <laughs> right now on the show. And here we go. First up, okay. Uh, if you want to be on the same page with me, I'm in the Google Doc. If you want to just give that a look. Um, I don't have access to it. I linked it on the Discord. Yeah, but it's like, hey, dog, you have to request for access. You need permission. That's stupid. And I'm like, and I requested the permission, and I still don't have permission to get into it. So hold on, we can yeah, we can fix I this. Can't. I'm not a part of this segment. No, no, no. Now it's just there. Okay. <laughs> First up, uh, dog O from No School uh, in Alberta. Uh, Jelly Bean is lost in a strange world beneath the surface, and Pleasant and Tom must find him and bring him home. This bite-sized RPG features a unique RTTB, which stands for real-time turn-based, how do they do that, battle system where speed and skill count. Team up with underworld characters to rescue your curious pooch from fiendish and overly friendly foes. So many, like, complex oxymoronic statements in that. I love it. How do you do it real-time? Do you have this game? Uh... What do you mean? Doggo? I don't have it. Everything yeah. is still like coming out soon, so this has a 2020 mm. release date. But you can wishlist on Steam. And wishlists help all the developers who are slaves to the Steam algorithm get a little bit more attention. And that's that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Does this get on the wishlist? How'd you find out about this game? Oh, <laughs> so I just asked uh, yeah. on Twitter. If I think we all just found out about this game, yeah. Before yeah. the show, Steven just posts on Twitter for people to recommend games, and that's all you need to do to get featured in this area. Yeah, just, just tweet just tell us. Tweet me, yeah. Uh, and so, you, what about my Stardew Valley one? We're not plugging Stardew Valley. It's not Canadian. It's already out. It doesn't need help, and it doesn't need to be wishlisted. It's like one of the best-selling games on Steam ever, probably, maybe. Um but yeah, Doggo, check it out. Add to the wish list. Is it on there? Come on. Uh, yeah, I added it. Perfect sound effect. Yeah, it's on my. I just, I just did it. I, I'm enjoying the Final Fantasy like one vibes of it. Like, yeah, NES there's something RPG. about this game. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like any SRPG, like Dragon Quest or, or Dragon Warrior back then, I guess. And, and Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, I'm, I'm down with it. So lovely. Uh, next up, Spirit Fair from Thunder Lotus. Uh, revere, revealed at Xbox uh, E3 conference this year. Uh, Spirit Fair is a cozy management game about dying. As fairy master to the deceased, build a boat to explore the world, care for your spirit friends, and guide them across mystical seas to finally release them into the afterlife. What will you leave behind? Uh, this game looks gorgeous, and we had uh, Sebastian and Dell got a chance to play it at MIGS, and they also highly recommend it. Thunder Lotus made Jotun, if you remember that game, or Sundered, which was their most recent release. Oh, nice. And this game uh, currently has a tentative 2020 release, uh, mm-hmm. and it's coming to Xbox as well. I don't know about PS4, Steve, but I can check. Um, and you can wishlist it now on Steam, and definitely do that, because I really want to play a game where I'm a fairy master talking to people as they die. That just sounds like there's so much potential for interesting conversations and, and mm-hmm. what, what people think about at the end of their lives, and, and I think that's a really interesting premise. I'm checking on. I'm checking. I'm going to check the. I like the Jotun game anyway, so yeah, they're gonna they'll get a follow. A wishlist sound, all right here. It is coming to PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. So there you go, Steve. It's that's happening. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. Oh, Jotun was dope. Well, I'll st- I'll, just in case. I still wishlist that it. one. Yeah, and also wish wish this Jotun. Yeah, throw it on in case there. You have it. Why not? That was a good game. Right. It was a good game. All right. I got right I got the physical copy of a uh, Sundered, which was the other game. I don't think it was as big as Jotun was. But um, it, 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 it's good. It, it's pretty. It was tight. It was, it was fun. I didn't finish it, which is like most games. But anywho, 
Uh, and lastly, on wishlist list, I want to shout out Blood Roots from Paper Cult in Montreal. Uh, Paper Cult Games on Twitter. Quote, betrayed and left for dead, Mr. Wolf is hellbent on finding his killer and enacting revenge. Alone and vastly outnumbered. Thankfully for Mr. Wolf, the world is your weapon in Blood Roots, a relentless action game that unfolds against the sprawling Weird West. You'll choreograph spectacular, ultra-violent combos by making use of everything around you, from hatchets to ladders to dot 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 carrots, question mark? It's improviser or die as Mr. Wolf fights his way to the center of the mystery. Why was he betrayed? Uh, so this game, I think, was revealed this game looks dope at too. the Kind of Funny Showcase, I think, one or two years ago? Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's absurd. Like you, everything, essentially, if it's an object around you, you can use in some way to just kill people. <laughs> like you jump on a barrel and you start running people over, you just grab something off a counter and just start hashing people to death with it. And it's absurd. Uh, and it looks really cool too. I like the, the style a lot. Yeah. It's on my wish list. Wow. This is three cool for looking. three for Brett. It's a good day. Uh, well, two of them definitely look really cool and unique. The first one. Um, I would like to play something like that because I like that old school Final Fantasy. Mm. So perfect. But these two, these other two, look really neat. Lovely. Yes. Any thoughts, Steve, on Blood Roots? Uh, I wish. Let's sit. I'm down. I like it. it looks cool. I like it. Uh, I think I want to. I, I, I really want to play Blood Roots. Like it looks really fun. Mr. Wolf looks. Uh, I looks because he's got like the wolf skin on his head. But I hope there's like some like Pulp Fiction jokes there or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be really. I would really That'd appreciate cool. that. Uh, to be honest, I'm eyeing more. I'm 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 eyeing uh, Spitfire or Fire Spirit or Spirit Fair. I think because you're like ferrying spirits, so it's like Spirit Fair. Oh, okay. I think is the that's the. Of the three, I don't know if we're ranking these or whatever, but of the three, that's the one that's kind of got my eye because it's just the art looks so dope for it. So it's it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. But you should all and there's your de- listeners. There's actually a demo too. Actually, put these on your wish list. Oh yeah, I think that was part of the Game Awards. Like, um, uh, what was it they they had a bunch of um, demos you could play like just for the weekend. Mm. Um, oh, so I have to play. I have to down. Uh, that's not gonna happen. A forty-eight hour window. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Mm. Oh, it's already ended. Yeah, I'm not, it's definitely not. I'm, bu- I'm too busy. <laughs> That's okay. We'll play it when it comes out. Uh, that's it for Wishlist List. Uh, if you want to get your game, dear listener, into the Wishlist List segment, just tweet at me or Canadian Game Devs on Twitter, and we'll make that happen. And then, of course, I'll be posting all of these on our Twitter with links uh, so people can get them more easily. Um, now we're going to move on to what we've been playing. Uh, I'm going to go first this week because I always throw it to you guys, and I'm going to be a little selfish this week. Uh, this week, sure. I've been playing The Last Year. Uh, which we got keys for. Thank you to Elastic Games in Montreal. Uh, and it's kind of like a 1v4 or 1v5 horror, um, like asymmetrical multiplayer game um, where one person plays uh, a like weird killer presence. One of them's like a guy with a syringe. Another one's got an ax. And the other ones are teenagers in a high school. And you've got like a bunch of objectives. It's really similar to the Friday the 13th game. I don't know if mm. either of you tried that one. Uh, but yep. I like this one a lot better. It's first person, uh, which is instantly a difference to Friday the 13th. And it, it just feels a lot tighter and more streamlined because it's a very linear path in this high school to what you're doing. Uh, whereas in Friday the 13th, it was the like the entire camp. And it was very easy to like get lost to where you were. Um, it runs amazingly on my like mid range pc and my teammates were very communicative and we did not escape we all got brutally murdered but i had a good time and uh 
hoping to stream it uh, either this weekend or uh, sometime this week. Uh, I have to steal the webcam from work because I want to I wanna see myself in the stream because I think people like that. Um, yeah, uh, we have another code, so Steve might be getting in on that live stream too or maybe someone else if Steve's too busy. But I think this game has got potential and I think you should check it out. It was a Discord store exclusive game for a while, but now it's on Steam where everyone else is. <laughs> where everyone should just be. Honest. Yeah, I yeah. this week was just kind of crazy for me, so I'm I'm excited to kind of get back into playing some games because I didn't play anything this week and until like uh, thirty minutes after my test. So oh hell yeah, how'd that test go? Uh, not great. I didn't pass. So oh. well. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what games are for. <laughs> um, uh, and I also played Concrete Genie this week because it was on sale for Black Friday, so I ordered it and got it. And it's really pretty. It's from the. Do you remember? And was it Entwined? Was the like Entwined? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. They're called Pixel Opus, which is a great name for a studio, first of all. And uh, the game you play as this like uh, teenage like. Uh, artist and he's got a sketchbook and there's a whole bunch of bullies and they're picking on him and then they scatter his sketchbook everywhere but then he finds out that his sketches are actually like sentient and they start like coming to life and like trying to revive this like small derelict fishing town um and so it's like a totally non-combative like if the bullies spot you you got to kind of run away or they like pick on you and push Mm. you around um and you just go around and use like the motion control on the ps4 controller to like paint graffiti on the wall and like you can oh really create the yeah but but I was skeptical too, Steve, uh, but it works. Like it, it really works. Like I was playing just slouched down on the couch and it's just like small, small, slight motions with the controller in your lap. I was ready to not like it. I think it really works. Um, and the game's really pretty. I'm playing through with my girlfriend. We both have fun just making weird little genie monsters. And then you can make some really ugly ones too. And I messed up a couple of times where like I'd move my hand too fast and we'd like, up. Oh, keep it and then the monsters like live on the walls and like follow you around and help you with puzzles but i made this one that was like it was really bent weirdly and (laughs) but it was still smiling and like following along and it's really cute and if you want to check that out it's a good game i would play with somebody close to you this holiday season you played anything brad uh, did you did you play vr i did there's a vr mode but it's not very good and i will not return to it the majority of the game is just played uh, non-VR. Um, yeah. Right, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's okay. So Brett and Steve, okay, Steve both too busy for... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Brett and Steve, both much too busy this week being being adults to play any games. Yo, hold up. Well, hold up. Well, holding hold up. up. Hold up. So I installed Ask Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where, how'd, you get, how'd you get that game? <laughs> by my best friend, Steve. The main dude, Steve. Not the... Uh, the third Steve. No, he I pitched mean. in as well. Who's the second Steve? You guys Wait, both pitched in? Yeah, man. Happy Christmas. Yeah, oh, we, well, yeah. both Steves hooked me up with a great game that I can't play right now. Damn. You hate to see because, it. Because, so, okay, here's the problem, guys. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Want a refund? Hit me. No, no. <laughs> I think, so I bought I bought a new controller for my computer. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when the game's, like, actually, the game's laggy as hell on my computer right now, too. I got to fix something up with that, but I need to format my computer. It's it's my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I got the, I got the got it installed and everything. It's really laggy, and then I finally get into the game. I picked the dude obviously, and uh, I tried to play it with my controller, and the controller wasn't moving. Like nothing was working on it. So I think there's something faulty with the controller that I own. Oh no! Because it's just not registering properly, and it's happened with. 
uh, that simple hiking game, whatever that hiking game. Ah, uh, short hike. Yeah, short hike. I wasn't my controller wasn't working for that, but it was working for the ninja game, the messenger. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on with my controller, and I'm thinking about just buying a, a new one just to, I, like I, I can't troubleshoot it for some reason. So something's up with my game controller right now. What do you use an Xbox One controller or? I think the the control. I think this is an Xbox One controller. So I don't know if I have to download some drivers for it or something, mm. but it's a uh, or maybe I got a knockoff Xbox controller. But regardless, I'm really annoyed with it. So yeah, that's one reason why I'm not playing right now because uh, my controller's bunk. Santa, if you're listening, get Brett a new Xbox One controller for Christmas. Yeah, I miss my old controller because I had it for like. It was like an old school Game Pro one that was just like a knockoff controller. Worked every time, not a single problem, and then it just broke on me eventually over like 20 years of use. So, well, that's too many years of use, 10 years of use. That's a lot of use. Yeah. And now I have this bunk-ass controller that doesn't work anymore. Soon, Brett. Soon. We'll get you into PC the- game, man. Just buy, a PS4. just buy a PS4. They're like $200 right now. I'm never buying a PlayStation, dog. <laughs> uh, good work. Many uh, moons ago, you said you would buy a, a PlayStation for Final Fantasy VII Remake, and we're approaching that release, by the way. March. Oh, damn it. March. You got <clears throat> a couple months, Fred. You know what? I'll just come to Steve's house and play. Good call. Yeah, man. You're welcome over anytime. Let's watch some Spurs. Yeah, that's next That's next month. It's January. Yeah, next month. Okay. Yeah, right, cool. I'm ready. Month. I'll be there. I'm going to drive right, in cool. with my car. Get my parking space ready for me. Shovel it out, Steve. Uh, well, we just have well, we just have a lot of visitor parking spots underground. Don't worry about it. It's all it's all taken cool. care of. Cool. I'll be there. The stage is set. <clears throat> the holidays will be jolly, uh, and that's I it. Did, uh, <laughs> I, no, I did manage to play a game. Oh, Steve, you played I, Dauntless on Switch. Do you play something else too? Uh, yeah. So I mentioned how I played a game half an hour after I failed my test. I played. Um, uh, metal. Oh man, I'm actually blanking on the game right now. It's the Rogue Legacy, guys. What the hell is it called? Metal Furies. Oh, Rogue Legacy. Oh. Full Metal Furies, um, mm. which is from Cellar uh, Door Games, which is the who made Rogue Legacy. Mm-hmm. This was like their next game. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit older. It's basically like a kind of a, uh, a beat 'em up, mm-hmm. uh, pixelated beat 'em up, and it's definitely meant to be played with like someone else, um, either online or, or whatever split screen. <clears throat> but single player, it's still fun. It's like pretty charming. The writing's really good and the art's really good, and, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only played like an hour and a half or so of it, but uh, I'm excited to play more. I kind of just the whole time I'm playing it though, I'm just like, I wish they just made Rogue Legacy too, because Rogue Legacy was such a phenomenal game. And I don't know if this one did that well. It's on PC Game Pass. That's how I'm playing it. So, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> pardon me, my throat's kind of getting messed up. It's uh, so I'm I'm having fun with it, but I I'm not very deep into it. But it's you know it's different. Uh, it's, it's, I, I'm always I'm always appreciated too when the writing kind of catches you off guard and it's like charming and funny and stuff like that. I love that writing because because you can't really tell if a game will have good writing until you kind of just like experience it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Messenger was like that for me too, where I didn't realize just how funny it was. Mm-hmm. And so Full Metal Furious is, has like some pretty good writing in it too, which which uh, you know I appreciate. So it's I'm timing. Really Timing's everything, Steve. Yeah, there you go. Lovely, uh, and that's all I played though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have more impressions next week or maybe the week after. Or we only got like we should take a we should take a break for Christmas. Yeah, we're gonna have a Christmas break. Let's do a let's do a big we'll end of the year game of the year show and then and then take a break. Hmm. So I'm glad you mentioned that because we're gonna do I'm dedicated to this this weekend to it. We're gonna post up our game of the year voting 
Oh boy! Before the, this podcast is out, so Canadian um, Game of the Year, 2019. No, Brett, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so look forward to that. Go to the CanadianGameDevs.com website, uh, and we'll tweet it out and all that stuff. We're going to do it a little bit differently, whereas previous year, actually, we haven't done it as Canadian Game Devs yet. Mm-hmm. What we did as Toronto mm-hmm. Game Devs. I would just post every single game. Um, mm-hmm. But Steve and I kind of talked about how we're going to do this because, like, so many games came out. I think we're going to pick, like, sort of, I guess, the cream of the crop, maybe pick, like, 10 or 12, ten or 15, like, solid games, should... and then there... people can vote in, or, like, write in, mm-hmm. and we'll add oh. it to the list. Mm-hmm cool yeah is that what you were gonna say or nope i was gonna be like do we have like enough games from each province so they could be like a provincial one too like this is the dope game out of alberta this is the dope game out of saskatchewan Hmm. you know that's an idea i like a like a select like a canadian game selects from each province yeah or like do like a (laughs) west coast east coast one if there's not enough you know what i'm saying Mm. yeah i was gonna say we might have to combine kind of time zones or something like that but yeah uh, yeah, if if we weren't doing that on the fourteenth of December, and it's a little, it's, we're cutting it short for time. <laughs> I, that would be a good idea. But I think for now we're just going to do like the game of the year. Maybe we'll break it down by province. I don't know. Steven, you want to do that? We'll we'll, we'll talk. There will be game right, of the so year no, coverage coming soon to KanadianGameDevs.com. Uh and also a hot new feature from Brett about the. Um, you got two features in the work, or don't you, Brett? We had yep. we talked about them, so stay tuned for those. Maybe. This year, maybe next year. It's it's. Oh, it's definitely gonna be last month because next year. Because like I've been researching this stuff and I'm like, oh my god. Oh boy. All right, so that's a. I don't even know what to write about it yet. Like I have the research, but I'm sitting. There, I'm like, what should this be? Like, should I be hating on the people? Like, mm. I don't know yet. So let the hate flow <laughs> through you. What are, you, what are we talking about? Do I know? What, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, we, we when we were talking about Overwatch, Brett came up with the idea for his favorite native characters in games and we could do a feature well about that. right now right. i'm doing a feature on the history of native american characters in video games oh boy and it's oh. not great i, w- it's I not wouldn't a, imagine it's not so. a happy it's... one <laughs> it's not happy uh, i don't mean to i don't mean to laugh but i'm not surprised to hear that at all yeah so i've just been researching Start... there's a lot there's not a lot of articles about it but there's stuff about each game that was come out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like trying to get my sources and stuff together and I'm putting it together. So that'll probably be something earlier, in the new year. Is there a game earlier than Turok? Did you find one? Oh, dude. Yeah, dude, dude, dude. I'll just put this out there. <laughs> Custard's Revenge is like the craziest, most oh. racist game ever. Yeah, I, I know of Custard's Revenge. I know of that one. That one's awful. It's, yeah. It's awful. Google don't don't Google this at work. Google Custard's Revenge on the Atari, uh, and just you can just it's yeah. It's it. very. It's not. It's it. I can't believe it was ever made. But whatever. It was a different time. Yeah. I guess that's what we say, right? I guess I don't know. Yes. I don't know. It worked for Trudeau. So. <laughs> uh, oh my god. And on Anyways. that note, I think we're gonna wrap up this episode <laughs> of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number one hundred and twenty-four. Thank you so much for joining us, Brett. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve, of course, for contributing your sleep-deprived support, and thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Uh, CanadianGameDevs.com is supported by our patrons over on Patreon.com/slash CanadianGameDevs. We're backing us. We'll get you this episode early. Special channel on our Discord and our undying gratitude. We're thanking the patrons at the end of our show now, Brett. So I'm going to go through just a little list here of everyone who supports okay. us to just say thank you, thank you, Andrew Hockulik, Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Dmitry Kornikov, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett. Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, M5 Games, Matthew Minot, 
and pixel knots underscore alex and slaughter neko your support means a lot to us and we really appreciate it um where can people find you online brett um you know what i've really been focusing a lot more on my twitter mm -hmm. so just just hit me up on twitter at brett meeser mm -hmm. and i have my youtube channel also which is brett meeser you don't know me yet but those are my like two platforms that i've been really focused on so come and join me there and talk to me about whatever you want to talk about talk to brett uh and where can people find you steve uh, Stephen L. Crane on Twitter and on Instagram, but of course, Canadian Game Devs is where I want you to go. So go, just Google Canadian Game Devs and follow all the things you do there. Make sure to also uh, review us on iTunes because that's what. That, if you want to give me a, a free uh, Christmas gift, give us five stars on iTunes. That's all I want. Hell yeah! Uh, and also join our Discord. It's a good time. We all watched the Game Awards together and the the showcases this week and talked about it. I enjoyed that. Uh, and my name's Stephen Riley, and you can find me on Twitter at S-T-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-O-I. And you can find, of course, me tweeting from the Canadian Game Devs account, too. So follow at Canada Game Devs. Canadian Game Devs. Um, or is it Canada Game Devs? I always mess it up. Oh, no. No, on Twitter, I hit the, I hit the character limit on Twitter. Can Twitter is Canada Game Devs. Everything else is Canadian Game Devs. All right. Glad we settled that. Annoying. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, we, of course appreciate it and stay tuned for game of the year stuff more news more amazingness in 2020 uh we'll do one big last show of the year so stay tuned for that should we bring cake like individually i'll have cakes and eat it I mean, during the podcast yeah, yeah i mean Sounds we don't record in the same room so we can just have a cake if you want i mean i'm drinking red bull right now that's just liquid cake you know nice we'll, we'll plan it <sighs> all right <laughs> you're tuning in not a sponsor <laughs> have a good week <laughs> <laughs> Bye.